I get to do the introduction. Mm-hmm. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Vibing with the Bankses. I am your not-so-humble host, Gardy B. No relation. I'm here with Jess. So, this is kind of lighthearted now, but it does get kind of dark. Let's not use the word dark. <laughs> what 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 I mean, way would you is, describe it? I'd it gets say, okay. Let's, let's say, say it gets real. To be honest, yeah, real or serious. Um, as you know, marijuana has this different effects on everyone. Um, for most people, it makes them hungry. It makes them eat all their snacks. I know personally, I we can't afford groceries. Like, to if I were to smoke consistently, we wouldn't be able to afford any groceries. Yeah. Um, some people. It helps them, they get creative, artsy, you know? Some people just go to sleep, which was the case for me the first couple times I ever Yeah, some marijuana. people just get sleepy. In this, part, in this particular instance, Jessica had a bad high. Very bad. Which led to greater repercussions. And now, I also don't want to blame it 100% on the marijuana because I don't know if it was just because of the marijuana or if it was because of what I was going through with my body. This isn't a marijuana PSA. This is... Right. Just my experience. Yes. but And this is one experience out of many. Um, to be honest, this, this episode is more about depression, dealing with depression, how it affects the people around you. Yeah, it's and not really how about- to deal with it. Depression more than it is about marijuana. Yeah, it's not about. Weed so at ultimately, all. marijuana was the catalyst. Yeah. That led to this, but this this episode is about depression and shit. Jessica, I'll let you start the story off. In no way are we experts on depression, and what you should do. What worked for me may not work for others, but. We are just telling you our experience and what we've gone through. So please don't take this as advice on how everyone should go through or everyone should treat depression. Just take it as an experience that we've got through together. So it's... The summer of 20... We don't know exactly when this is, right? I do know when it is. Okay, I know exactly when no, it is because no, it happened to me. We do not know. This was definitely far and away from any time we would have to take a drug test for any type of employment <laughs> opportunities. Oh, wait. Okay. I have no idea when this happened. We'll say this it was in 2002. When I was like 20-something. Yeah, in our 20s. By the time you guys hear this, we'll be... In our 50s. So somehow, two blunts end up in our hands. In our hands. Two. Was it just two? I it might have been more. I don't know. So we're smoking the blunts and you know, after the first one I'm getting a, I'm feeling a little lightheaded. I'm feeling good and relaxing. I share a little bit with Gardy and honestly that day you didn't really want to smoke. I remember. You were just like, Oh, I don't really want to smoke. You can have most of it. Because I have my blood sugar is low. <laughs> so that would have helped. I'm like, okay, no problem. We're going to light both these blunts up, though. So <laughs> I smoke the first one. I'm good. I'm laying down. I'm, like, vibing. Everything's good. Then I start on the second blunt. I get halfway through. 
my heart starts racing and I can't think about anything positive. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm going to (laughs) die. My heart is going too fast. I don't know what's about to happen. And surely someone's died from smoking marijuana. (laughs) I had to happen. Yo, was it real shit though? Her heartbeat was like 140. For some reason, I got it in my head that if I fell asleep, I was not going to come back. Like, my soul was going to leave my body and go to wherever the souls go when you go to sleep. And it wasn't going to come back to my body because I smoked too much weed. I didn't want to fall asleep. And I told Guardi, I was like, listen, do not fall asleep. You will not come back. So, and mind you, I'm trying to go to sleep because I'm stupid dumb tired, right? But he's also trying to console me. Like, he got like me like 50. No, not yet. At this no, point, no. I'm not trying to console you. You are. Because you I'm are. like, yo, We're she's... in bed. We're laying down. I can't fall asleep because if I fall asleep, I'm not coming back. And I'm telling you, if you fall asleep, you're not coming back. And you went and you got me like 15 glasses of water. And you were trying to console me. You're rubbing my back and everything. And I'm like, I'm not going to be okay. I'm never going to be the same after this. Wait, this is right off the jump. I feel like that was later in the night. Mm-mm. I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. And she's like spinning all these paranoia things. Oh, what happens when we die? What if we go to sleep? We never wake up. And I'm, I'm like, like, yo, it's I'm okay. like, yo, I can see myself. Somebody's watching me. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, everything I do, somebody has seen everything I do. And I just, I don't even know what was going through my brain. And so like outwardly, I'm like comforting her. It's okay. It's all right. Yo, just I'm here for you. But in my head, I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. You mad high. Just go to sleep. He thought that if I went to sleep, I was going to be fine. But I woke up the next day high as fuck. So I don't know what he was expecting. (laughs) If you guys had an experience like that, or not even like just a bad trip, I would love to hear your stories because mine was stupid. But but then, so the next day, she's still feeling the effects of this weed, right? Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be high for the rest of my life. This is never going to go away. So to me, at this point, it's not really funny anymore. No. Because we're functioning adults with children. We can't afford to just be high in bed all day. So it's like, yo, yo, get your shit together. Come on. Let's fucking, come on now. Like, what are you doing? So after that morning, I called a family member because they had many experiences getting high. I was like, have you ever gotten high and felt like, It wasn't going to go away because like even the next day when you woke up, you were still high. She was like, yeah, it's okay. It gets better. It's going to go away. Don't worry. And, you know, that helped put me at ease for literally 0.5 seconds. And that whole next day, I would go in and out with bouts of feeling worthless and then feeling normal every few minutes. And it was like I was kind of on a merry-go-round where like one minute I felt fine and the next minute I just felt like everything was poo-poo so like this whole day she's checked out and it's it's just me on my own but I let her slide because like you know it's just one day everybody has bad days but after this day it doesn't really get any better she's still in this funk the next day Yeah, and so like even four or five days later, I'm over here like just feeling so horrible like and and just feeling like life isn't worth living and just looking at my kids and just thinking like, what's the point? Everyone dies one day anyway. Like, I just don't see what the point is. And 
when I first had my kids, I would go to the doctor and the doctor would give me a questionnaire and it would say, do you feel like not going to work? Do you feel like not going to um, to the grocery store? Do you feel like life is not worth living? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I would just think, no, why would I feel like that? I just had two kids. Like life is worth living. This I've never felt more alive since I've had them. I don't know why anybody would ever feel like that. But when I started feeling like life wasn't worth living, I understood those questions so wholeheartedly. I think people like to dance around the word or the diagnosis, the diagnosis of depression. And um, I don't know if Jessica completely understood or embraced the fact that she was going through depression. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, she still has no clue. Yeah. I thought I was going crazy. I thought that, no, you know what it was? And this is how I knew, well, how I started thinking I was going crazy is I was thinking everyone else is insane. And I'm the only sane person because I can see that life is just the beginning and the end. There's no like middle like there's no enjoyment or anything like that. What's the point? And everybody's like out here having fun and stuff. Like they're all crazy because guess what? You're going to die one day, motherfucker. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know why you're over here having fun. You might as well just lay down and get it over with. And this is all going on in her head and just right. how she's feeling. And I'm just carrying on like business as usual. Uh, and he's trying to like understand what I'm going through, but it's hard. Growing up, my mom was Haitian, so I grew up in a Haitian household. I'm Haitian American, so growing up, we don't really acknowledge mental health as real issues. We don't really talk about feelings and stuff. So I, <laughs> I don't know how to identify this. I don't know how to deal with it when it is identified. Um, I'm just like, yo, like, sh- she'll be good whenever she decides to be good. I don't really know. How to roll with right. it. Right. And I like both of us are a firm believer in whatever you decide your day is going to be. Like, if you decide your day is going to be a good day, you're going to have a good day because you're just going to focus on being happy. However, when you are in a depression, and I just, I learned this the hard way, you can't just be happy. It's just part of your, your, so how mental. long, how long do you say it took before you realized you were actually depressed? It was probably a couple weeks, like two weeks later, when I started feeling like like having suicidal thoughts, that I was like, you know what? I think this is not going to go away, and I think I need to go see a doctor. So this is after multiple sleepless nights, like yeah. nights oh crying. Yeah, oh my gosh. I'd wake um, up in the middle of the night shaking because I didn't know what was going on, and I was just scared. And she doesn't know who to turn to. Like, I'm up with her. But honestly, I feel as though I'm not the most comforting figure in the world. Um, Or even in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm rubbing her back. It's going to be okay. It's all right. Uh, But babe, you know, just knowing that you were there. I mean, I knew you didn't understand. But just knowing that you were there and comforting me helped because... I knew that you cared about me, and when I was feeling depressed, I felt like nobody cared about me. See, and in my head, I'm thinking, yo, you are doing a shitty job. She's going to off herself, and it's because of you. Like, what? Can you do something with your arms. <laughs> <laughs> like, because... It's funny now, but... 
it wasn't funny so at all. there there's all types of help for people that are or depressed, right? There's therapists, there's psychiatrists, there's whatever, whatever. Right, and so I didn't want to do anything chemical-wise. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. want to take medication or anything like that. So I tried seeing a therapist and talking it out. But but hold on. But yeah, so there's all types of aids for people with depression. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing for the people that are going through depression with you. So not mm-hmm. to say that I'm going through depression, but like what when Jess was doing, when she was going through this, I'm basically on my own as a parent and as a household person because, like, yeah, she was. I just couldn't do so, anything. Yeah. I was in bed all day. It was, it was rough. I'd have to go to work, and sometimes I would call out just because I just couldn't bear to be around other people. I felt like if I got out of my bed, it was just like the scariest thing. So we. Got, I'm gonna talk about some feelings, right? I don't like talking about feelings. Issue. I told you this is not. This is against how I was brought up. But just like she felt alone, I felt alone as well. And, but this is a different kind of alone because right. feel she like- feels completely isolated. She feels alone. But to me, I feel like the whole weight of the world is on my shoulder. Like the whole yeah. burden of the family yeah. is on me. And I have to be there emotionally, figure- mentally, parentally. Physically, and you almost would have had to be there monetarily even more because I could have lost my job if my boss hadn't gone through depression herself and understood the signs and knew what I was going through. Did that help you understand what you were going through? I'm going Her through explaining what she had gone through for seven years helped me kind of understand that I'm not alone. Because when you're as, depressed, you feel alone, period. Like, as you're just a alone. husband and a father of children with the depressy. <laughs> wow. I couldn't imagine seven years of that. Yeah. Well, I think she was, like, her kids were out of the house and everything, but I don't know. In my family, depression is, like, mental illness is just something that happens. It's, it's, a, it's a part of our DNA. And I never really thought it would happen to me but i mean whenever something bad happens to someone they never think it would happen to them yeah when it's when it's something bad you never really expect it to happen to you but i also feel like it was kind of bound to happen to me i wish i would have got warned i wish i would have got warned listen i knew that you know things like addiction ran in my family but i did not know how severe the depression was in my family until after I experienced it and talked to my family and they're like, oh yeah, it happens. And we're going to, this, this attaches to vetting your partner before you decide oh to marry gosh. them. But that's another episode. For that's another messed day. up. Do not <laughs> disqualify someone just because they get depressed every once in a while. Why not? Now, even if you had vetted me, I would have said to you, I'm not a depressed person. I don't have mental illness. It Addiction runs in my family, but I had no idea about the depression, so you would have been surprised regardless. I dated a crackhead once, right? Oh, my gosh. She wasn't a crackhead when we started dating. But exactly. After about two weeks, all the crackiness started to show. <laughs> Stop it. And I Stop. was like, yo. <laughs> no, seriously, we don't want to make light of depression. Well, Jessica can make light of it because she actually went through it. Um, oh. I believe there's laughter in every situation, no matter how dark or morbid it may seem. Yeah, I'm not sure I would ever really like 
turn it into a huge joke or anything because it was I literally I had suicidal thoughts had to call the suicide hotline went to therapy um therapy didn't help even though I wanted it to work so bad and I eventually ended up having to go see what other so when you were in therapy like what kind of stuff were you doing because I remember you were keeping a journal right yeah and I still have a journal to this day which I think helps um, but I was I was keeping a journal. I would talk to my therapist about things in my past, which I'm not sure how that helped. But I would also talk about how I was feeling and what made me feel depressed and what made me feel like life wasn't worth living. So I think to be fair to the therapist, I feel as though that's just like covering her bases in case there was some type of trauma in the past that yeah. might have led to your depression. And it could have been because, you know, like, she been through a lot, yo. Yeah, I, I've, I've gone through a lot of things, and that's, like, a topic for many other short shows, but... Even when she loves, dies. Stop! <laughs> this means I'm next. <laughs> so, um, I had gone through, and, you know, at first I thought maybe I was going through it, like, finally mourning over the loss of other people that I have lost in my life, but I don't think that's what it was. I think it was a chemical imbalance, and I think it's because I had... A disease that is now cured, but that's a whole nother. How do you? What do you think helped you get over that? Um, you think like your serotonin level just got back normalized? It's just or? a symptom of so. And I'm not gonna go deep into like. Yeah, we're not signed. We're not trained or licensed yeah. or anything. We're I'm not. I'm not gonna go deep into this, but I was diagnosed with hyperparathyroidism. One of the symptoms is depression, and I kind of feel like. Because I had that during the time that I was doing other things that I shouldn't have been doing, like not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Crack. No. I, oh. No crack. <laughs> I just think that, you know, not taking care of myself on top of having this condition just put my brain into overload and was like... You hit the magic jackpot and you get depression. Here you go. Do you feel like there's like a cure to depression then? Or it just depends. Like a universal cure? Or no. It just depends on. There's no universal cure. I, like me, I've only been severely depressed once. I do get like my bouts of times where like I'm just upset or sad for no reason. It's not like a real serious thing. It's just a you need to get your head straight. But. My brother, he goes through, you know, cycles of depression where he is depressed and upset and he can't get over it. And then he gets back to normal and he's perfectly fine. And I just think that no matter what kind of depression you have, you're just always forever changed. Do you feel like talking about what you're going through at the moment helps or no? Like... Whether it be with your partner or your your mm-hmm. um, a relative, yeah, I I do think that talking about it helps, and I think that's why the suicide hotline exists. I always feel as though like there's strength. This sounds so corny, but there's strength in numbers, right? Um, if you're going through something that someone else has gone through, it helps to get their experience from them. Now. There's different variables mm-hmm. for every situation. And that's why I don't think that there's a cure-all, like a mm-hmm. cure-all for depression. So they'll never go through exactly what you're going through, 
but you'll you'll always be able to pull something from their experience. And the reason why I kind of know it was a chemical imbalance in my brain that I just don't think was going to be fixed with therapy is because, you know, I went through therapy for a little while, but I kind of went through where I reached my breaking point where I was thinking about actually taking action on my suicidal thoughts. And before I did that, I had gotten a prescription for antidepressants and I wasn't going to take them at all. Like I was going to do everything I could to not have to take them. But when I knew that I was going to try and end my own life, I decided that I needed to do whatever I could to not do that. You know, like I took the medication and after a week or two, I started feeling a lot better. Like I almost came you know i almost went back to normal and on on my end like if you're not the person if you're the support system for someone that's dealing with depression i feel as though it's it's probably healthy to talk about it um i never talked to anybody when this was happening but honestly i don't really i it's really hard for me to talk about my business what's going on at mm-hmm. home Especially, even just doing this podcast is hard but like especially when it comes to me and you because it's you don't want people to think of your wife differently like I wouldn't want people to think of you differently yeah yeah for sure and and like who I I just don't know if there was any and if there's anybody I would feel comfortable to, I, I do have people that I'll feel comfortable talking to about it mm-hmm. but it's just like it's not something I really want to talk about because yeah. I feel like it's something I can you fix want them to know yeah I don't, I don't I mean no it's not even about wanting them to know it's just I feel like I can fix it right and you can't fix everything on your own and you need a support system just like they would need a support system I think that therapy for the person who not only for the person who's going through the depression but also for the person who if they're willing to the person who's helping the one who's like the main shoulder to cry on for the person who's going through depression if they have one like for their spouse or significant other if you were watching somebody in a, in a boat sinking right you watched them drown you would need therapy for that because you would be going through yeah. like I'm not saying I have PTSD but that would be a form of PTSD if you watch somebody else in the accident you will need some type of therapy. It's kind of like the same thing because you're watching someone you love that you care really deeply about sink and spiral out and go through something really, really harsh and nothing you say or do can help them and you feel helpless yourself. Um, I think emotionally that can do a lot of damage to you, especially as a man. You know, men have egos. Men always want to be the providers, the protectors, but you can't protect them from something that's mental, you know? Yeah. And and a lot of the stuff that I was going through, like the thoughts I was having and everything, I would tell them a lot of it, but I wouldn't tell them everything, especially when I was having suicidal thoughts. I wasn't that was something that I felt like I shouldn't tell him because I didn't want him to feel like he was failing or anything like that. Or I also didn't want him to feel like I was going to take action on anything that I was thinking about. Although she probably should have told me because I ain't had yeah. no scissors no knives, yeah. no matches, no nothing. I think that we should talk about, too, what what you were feeling and, and thinking when I t- was talking. Like, rem- I don't know if you remember, but my birthday had just happened. And you had gotten me a, um, a plant. 
And was it a cactus? No, it was a oh the big peace lily. And I was like, I think your mom had been visiting or something, and I didn't want to go down there and be around her or anything. And I kept like I cried on your shoulder, and I said. I'm so sorry. I just don't want to be around anyone. I just want to be in my room and go to sleep. And Ugh. and I was crying on your shoulder. And you it were just like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's so tough because, like, Jessica would try and be around people even though she had no desire to be around them. And, like, she was just a mope. And there was just no explaining. And, like, I don't yeah. explain other people's actions, right? Because I... I feel as though I shouldn't have to make excuses for someone, whether or not their behavior was inappropriate or they're just a trash-ass nigga in general. So it'd just be like, it just would look bad on her behalf. Because they don't know what I'm going through, and I'm just, I was just sitting in my thoughts and just not being present, which I should have been. Oh, the reason why I got the plant, right? I'm like, yo, let's get some plants in here, get some fresh oxygen that'll help your mind clear up and stuff. Uh, we tried all types of stuff. Yeah, we like and essential I, oils, yeah, plants, and just and nothing worked. Sitting in the sun, like I just <laughs> and I don't, I don't think yoga even meditation. Me, per, me, I don't think I even thought depression was a real thing at this point until like up until this, you know. What were you saying? Were you feeling over? Like I, obviously you were feeling overwhelmed. Cause yeah, you I were was. Yeah, oh everything my. to everyone everyone there was it was um it, i was overwhelmed i was resentful i was helpless um i don't know if i was annoyed but in the beginning i was probably annoyed but after that it was past annoyed. i think the first couple of days i might have been annoyed but after that it wasn't annoyed because when you realize it's something that's not just gonna go away you can't really get annoyed i don't feel like i would have been afforded the same liberties as her if we were in a reverse situation I don't think she would ever let me stay in bed all day with the with the window with the blinds closed or whatever whatever like that. If the shoe was on the other foot, we we then we wouldn't be even be having this like this. It wouldn't be like this at all. But um, there was some of that. There was definitely, and I felt alone as well because I didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it. Um, the kids realized that they were like mommy was different. That's that's never another really tough thing too. It's like well, what's wrong with mommy? And it's like yo, mommy's just. She's just relaxing. She needs a moment. Um, and I, I think it's better for it. Like, it's good that it happened to them or it happened while they were at the age that they were because they're they're distractible. They're more distractible. But still, like, they can tell there's a difference in the atmosphere. And Many people are affected by depression, not just the one who is going through it. And I think that their stories are interesting. And and that's of course it's not to t- that's not to take away from the person actually going through the depression, but in in all senses you're you're not alone, right? We want to know if, if if you've been through depression, we want to hear about it and hear how how you dealt with it, what helped you get through it. I also want to know if your spouse or significant other, since this is kind of a relationship type podcast, if you went through it and they were around, how they handled it i want to mm-hmm. know i want to know from your spouse directly or your significant yeah other we, we want to hear how well especially i want to hear how what what you did to help support your significant other while they were going through this how it changed you how it affected your relationship shit if your relationship didn't make it i would like to hear that yeah. too um because That's honestly real. if if Justin and i weren't married if we were just dating i probably would have been gone <laughs> too much to, to handle 
Like, I would love to hear how you dealt with it. How'd you help your partner? If anything, you did help. Um, what, what you tried, how it affected you. Shit. Is it contagious? Did you get depression afterwards? Yeah. And that can happen. You know what I think is I should do, which I, I don't remember doing. I might have. But I think that your significant other who helped you get through depression. Buy them some Jordans? No, dead ass. Like, they need an appreciation gift. And it doesn't have to be monetary. It can be sexual. It can be, like, oh, wait, food wait, you make for them. Not, we, just right, like, oh, hold on, hold on. We're not repaying depression dealing with sex. No, sexual no. Affairs. I'm just oh, saying, like, oh, I appreciate when I was depressed. Here's some it. Head. Here's a little bit of something. Some something. head? Like, whatever <laughs> you want. Just don't complain when I buy five thousand no, dollars of sneakers no. a month. No, that's not that's not even on the same scale. I'm just saying, like, we need to appreciate our significant others and and kind of part of being in a relationship is seeing things from both sides. And yeah, I was going through something real tough, but he was also going through something and I just wasn't able to recognize it because I was so consumed with what was going on with me. And she's not just speaking. She's not speaking as a female. She's speaking Mm -mm. as somebody that went through depression. So this is not only for the females that don't appreciate their men. This is for the men that don't appreciate their women as well. All you niggas with all that baggage, all the daddy issues and mommy issues and shit that eventually leads to depression down the road. You gotta, you gotta, I don't want to say reward these queens, but you gotta appreciate them for sticking around when the shit gets tough because it, it honestly is a lot to process and they deserve a huge round of applause. Now, who are we saying? Like the ones going through depression? No, get, the uh, ones that are, that are t- picking helping. up all the slack. Right, the significant other. The support system okay. while you're going through depression. The one that's there and that's 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 picking up where you fall short while you're going yeah. through it all, you know? The one that's trying to help yeah. you pull through it, the one that's that's doing the dishes, that's they deserve it all. Doing the laundry, that's that's just that's just, you know. I also feel like it, it made our relationship a little bit stronger because whenever I'm going through like a sad bout he recognizes it and you know he'll be like you know what if you need to take a nap go ahead and take a nap go relax go meditate go do something and I'll take care of what needs to be taken care of yeah so the good that comes out of this right Mm -hmm. this really helped me have a higher emotional IQ right because Whenever I speak to someone, however the attitude is, like, I'm always conscious they might be going through something that I don't know about. Like, I can be more patient with them, more understanding, or a bunch of other things that I wouldn't have been able to really understand if this didn't happen. Like I said, before I went through it, I didn't understand it at all. I am also a little more mindful of people's attitudes. Now, I will say, like... Ever since I was young, I always took people's feelings into account no matter what. I feel more comfortable suggesting to people that they may be depressed. I don't know how that sounds coming out of my mouth. That sounds but, horrible. But no, like if you tell me, yo, man, I'm, I'm going through some shit right now. I just don't feel as though, you know, hey, bro, you, you might be a little depressed. You might want to get some help. And I know now I can tell, I, I know how to tell people like some of the things that Jessica did without saying like what she did. I know how to tell them to deal, to cope with depression and stuff. I know mental health is a lot more real in African-American communities and minority communities 
um, so a lot a lot more people are willing to take heed or take advice and stuff about this. They're also more willing to talk about it because other mainstream people are talking about it. If you have any takeaways today, let it be depression's real. There are, there are places you can get help. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to reach out for help. Talk to anyone that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, you never know. You might talk to that one person that's like, you know what? I went through the same thing. I just never told anybody. If you're going through depression or if you're helping someone go through depression, we just want you to know you're not alone. There are resources out there for you. And we are there for you. Feel free to reach out to us. Well, on that note, we're going to thank you for joining us on another episode of Vibing with the Bankses. Thank you.